Welcome to Making Friends Made Simple. My name is Zane Khan, Certified Life and Friendship Coach, and my goal with this podcast is to help you develop the skills and mindset to make lifelong friends. Making friends is something that's been taught to us as important and even good for our health and longevity, but no one's ever really taught us the ins and outs of how to actually do it, especially as adults. As a formerly socially anxious introvert, I spent a majority of my life figuring out and understanding how friendships work by taking a deep dive into coaching, psychology, empirical research, all tied together with my personal experience. I've created the friendship life of my dreams and I want to help you do the same. Let's go. Hello, my beautiful love-filled friends. Welcome or welcome back to Making Friends Made Simple. My name is Zane and I'm a certified life and friendship coach for introverted adults. And I'm so excited to be back here with you. Thank you so much for your patience during my little hiatus. It's been a rough couple of months with getting bad case of COVID and experiencing a, a pretty devastating loss here in my family. And I'm so darn grateful I have these mindset tools because they're literally what got me through this tough time. And I'm also so honored and, and privileged to share these same tools with you because I know firsthand how life-changing these tools are. But enough about me. Today, we actually have a listener topic from my email list. This person says, Organic interactions do not occur in my life because I work remotely. I'm doing a good job filling up my calendar with activities. I joined a women's social club, signed up for a martial arts class, and joined a yoga studio. But I still feel like I am just not meeting anyone who I see as friendship material. I'm wondering if the issue is my perspective, how I spend my time, or even the city I live in. So lost, but I love your podcast. I found your episodes very uplifting and full of ideas. Well, thank you, listener. Okay, first of all, we have to honor, celebrate, and love on this listener. For one, you know, writing in, which is awesome. And more importantly, for not letting her working remotely be a barrier for her to put herself out there to make new friends. I can't tell you how common it is for us, and you know, my past self included here, to use a circumstance in our life, like working remotely, as a blanket excuse or reason for why we can't create meaningful friendships. Yet here we have someone who recognizes the reality of working remotely and actively decides to put herself out there by filling her calendar with social activities. So mad love and celebration to the listener, first of all. That said, her current challenge is that she thinks she's not meeting anyone who she sees as friendship material. What's so cool about this is she's totally onto her brain and how she's thinking here. Let me tell you, my friends, it's always your perspective. Even here, the listener questions if it's her perspective, how she spends her time, where the city she lives in. And gosh, I live near Vancouver, Canada, and I can't tell you how much mm, empathy and, you know, mixed with frustration I have when folks say, oh, Vancouver is the loneliest city in the world, because that right there is a perspective and a terribly discouraging one at that. It's so fascinating. The friends who... I have here in Vancouver who have no problem making friends and even clients of mine who come to coaching to uplevel their current friendships. They're the ones who have a productive mindset and perspective when it comes to the fixed circumstances like the city they live in or the job they work at. And I say fixed loosely because of course you can move or switch jobs, but as this listener is hinting at, you might not have to. So let's go over the three reasons why you're not making friends even when you're putting in the work and the first reason here is your mindset going into social activities interactions. If you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you know how important your mindset is going to be when it comes to entering a friend-making or even a potential friend-making situation. It's definitely nuanced and layered here because 
to even go to a women's social club event or a martial arts class or yoga class, you'd have to be in a decent enough mindset because if you weren't, you just wouldn't go at all. You'd stay at home watching Netflix. But this is where the brain gets sneaky and tricky. It lies to us. Our brain lies to us by saying, well, Zane, you put yourself out there by going to a new place and it just didn't work. You tried and they weren't friendship material. You know that saying showing up is half the battle? Well, I didn't believe that's true, but showing up is still only half the battle. We benefit so much by checking in on our mindset before we go into these potential friend-making situations. One of my favorite mindset teachings that I've shared here on the podcast is awareness. It is 90% of the work when it comes to adopting a healthy mindset. You have to know what you're currently thinking in order to move towards a mindset that's going to benefit you a bit more. It's like same with nutritional changes, yeah? Like you got to know what you're currently eating to know the pathway for change. So first, give yourself a pat on the back for taking the initiative to schedule a friend-making opportunity and then check in with love and compassion. For this, I find it so useful to do what I call a thought download on paper where I literally just write on the top of the paper the event and the date and the time and then just download all of my thoughts about that event. This is so darn useful because it can be hard to check in on your brain and not on paper when we have like 60,000 a day competing and messy thoughts. I remember when I first did this work around friendships, I would tell myself that I knew how I felt with just a quick check-in, but the problem is so many of the thoughts and subsequent feelings I had were buried just a little bit deeper. You'll know this is you if your headspace seems okay, but you have this underlying feeling of dread anxiety, hopelessness, or resignation. Now, this is different than nerves and low-grade anxiety from, you know, doing something new and putting yourself out there. The latter, the nerves and anxiety, it's a bit more energizing and can be regulated with, you know, some of the tools I teach like breathing and mindful body awareness, stretching, and some more somatic-based work. But if you're feeling like your thoughts are clean, though your feelings in your body are a little bit turbulent, do a thought download. A little warning here, when I first did this, it was a little shocking and unsettling. It's like lifting a couch and seeing all the gunk and stuff that has been there for a year. It's like, it's awful, but now you know what needs to be cleaned, right? So let this thought download be a little bit shocking and scary. Hold yourself through it with love and compassion. Write down your thoughts, take a deep breath and look them over. You've got this. For me and so many of my clients, the awareness is enough to make a shift. It's like, well, of course I'm feeling dread when I'm thinking this has never worked in the past. I genuinely believe the best, or or not best, but most useful feelings to go into new events where you can make new friends is really curiosity, openness, willingness. They don't feel so great, like excited and inspired and passionate Because you're probably not going to experience those emotions when you have natural and and human nerves going into some of these situations, especially for all my fellow socially anxious introverts out there, right? Or I should say for everyone who experiences social anxiety and leans towards introversion because you can hold space for some willingness and openness and curiosity without having the expectation of feeling amazing and fully confident and fearless going into um, a, a friend making situation and I promise you that willingness openness and curiosity is enough so tip number one check in on your mindset and be aware of the thoughts and accompanying feelings you're currently having 
The second reason why you're not making friends, even when putting in the work, is because you're thinking of the person as a sort of potential friend in your brain a little bit too much where you're overanalyzing the conversation as you're having it. When we do that, we talk ourselves out of presence and actually end up less attuned and connected to this potential friend, which of course makes it even less likely you're going to see them as friendship material. I have so much compassion for anyone who does this because that was me at one point. And Secondly, it's hard to engage in thought redirection and bring yourself back to presence. It's really hard. It's probably the most useful skill anyone can develop, not even in friendships, but just in general. But I recognize that it's super challenging. I think for me, like this still comes up in consult calls, not necessarily friendships anymore. But when I have a prospective client on the Zoom call, I might be thinking like kind of uh, non-consciously or, or it may come up randomly Oh, are they going to buy? Are they going to buy? Are they going to buy? And I I don't think there's a cut and dry solution to this because we all have different brains. But the best way I know how to manage this is first, awareness. Again, notice when your brain is wandering or having a thought that's taking you out of presence. Notice when you're assessing their friend potential instead of being with them in the conversation. Again, I know it's tough because we all are wired a bit differently and our bodies have different levels of anxieties and other emotions. But I also know regardless of that, you can get out of your head and into enough presence to make it work. I have severe ADHD, so I'm naturally predisposed to get distracted and daydream and mind wander in these contexts. And again, what really helps is to notice the distracting thought you're having and try and imagine this symbolic basket where you just quickly think, okay, I'm going to be putting this on in a basket. I'm not going to really engage with it too much. It's not going to be anything I'm going to let spiral or ruminate in this moment. I'm just going to put it in this basket. Another tactic is sometimes with my clients on a call when I'm losing presence, I'll just think the word love. This immediately, even my body language, my shoulders drop. I lean in a little bit more forward and I'm fully engaged with my client again. I... Also, like using the word presence, I think if I were experiencing this and when I did really experience this in friendships, going into that presence mindset would be so useful. So just even thinking presence to one, get you in that state and to interrupt all the thoughts you're having about, you know, are they friendship material? Are they throwing up any red flags or or anything related to that, right? And my friend, I really want to be clear intellectually assessing whether or not someone is friendship material in the moment is different from that wise inner gut feeling you get when something's off or when there's a very clear red flag. The difference will be that you can feel the inner gut wisdom while listening and being in presence. Whereas with intellectual and cognitive assessing, you can't. You can't be as present or you can't be in presence as easily. Let me give you an example. I just got back from the park and was chatting with one of the people there and he made a comment about putting someone else in his life down and I immediately felt icky and a bit uncomfortable. It just wasn't something I really resonated with. Obviously, as a friendship coach, like we're not about putting people down here, right? And I was able to respond right away, albeit with an awkward laugh and topic shift, but I responded nonetheless and continued listening for as long as I kind of wanted to at that point. But the difference here is that feeling I had in my body, it wasn't really thought-based, so I was still able to stay in that conversation for a little bit longer. And this is also a mind-body distinction too. 
intellectually assessing is all up there in your brain. Whereas again, the inner gut wisdom is kind of that, that vibration in your body of like, is this a person who aligns with me? And you'll be feeling that through the vibration in your body, right? This isn't to say that thoughts won't come up. That's natural. That's human. Again, 60,000 a day, like 99.9% .9 of them are not conscious or they're conscious, but they're automatic rather. And as we talked about on an earlier podcast, it's good to know what you want in a friend, but also do your best to not like constantly be rehearsing that and putting yourself out of presence when you're actually talking to someone. Okay, the third reason why you're not making new friends, even when putting in the work, is because you're stuck in friend at first sight mentality. First of all, little preface, this isn't a phrase I've seen online. Maybe it's online somewhere, but I just made it up as I was preparing for this podcast. So like, please don't try and find books on it. Maybe they exist, maybe they don't, but just know that I, I came up with this term. So we've heard of love at first sight. Yeah, most people have reservations with this idea or challenges to it. Yet so many of us think that with friends, there should be instant chemistry. And yes, I promise when you do this work, you will 100% find some new friends where it is, you know, friend at first sight and you instantly click. And you don't want to close yourself off to situations where it's not like that. What if we got to know our potential friends a little bit like we made a romantic partner or potential romantic partner, right? One of the reasons why this disparity exists is because dating culture presupposes that you can go on a few dates with someone and complete the connection or goals or whatever. But for friends, it seems different. It seems harsher in a way to just end things off after a few hangouts with a friend. And I bet you anything, it's so much more common to tell someone you've been dating up front that you, you know, didn't click and, you know, it just didn't work out and I wish you the best versus a friend you've seen a few times. I just know that we as a society are more likely to ghost than to have a formal conversation or, or even just a direct conversation and kind of leave it there. And why is that, my friends? Why do potential partners get that openness and honesty, but the friends or potential friends don't? I hate the world normalized because of how it's being used these days, but my friends, what if we normalized or at least started a shift where it's okay to get to know a potential friend first and then make a decision if you want to keep being friends with them? It's so much better than being stuck in a friendship out of obligation, which by the way, always leads to resentment. And, you know, I get that we all want to be nice, but pretending to be friends or ghosting isn't nice either, you know? So being able to really understand that it's okay to experiment with friends. And again, don't don't love that word experiment. Seems a little bit uh, objectifying and clinical, but it's okay to um, have experiences with potential friends where you're getting to know them first and then maybe decide they're not for you. And look, you can ghost them. That's your prerogative. I don't judge for that. But you can also tell them, hey, this wasn't uh, what I thought it would be in terms of what I'm looking for in a friendship and maybe, you know, something in align with your values, whatever it is. It's okay to have that conversation, right? There you have it, my friends. When you've done the work to put yourself out there like this listener did, be sure to watch out for the mindset you have going into a friend-making environment. Be sure to check in on your active listening and level of presence with these potential friends. And be sure to do your best to disengage from friend at first sight tendencies. All right, my friends, thank you so much to, first of all, the listener sent in this request and all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to me here today. Before we go, I'd ask that you please leave a review, a nice comment if the platform allows that, and grab my free training on how to make one new friend in three steps, which is in the show notes. 
There you'll also get access to my email when you sign up. And please, please feel free to suggest improvements, up levels, and podcast topics for future episodes. Even though I'm the host here, this podcast is, I promise you, wholly and fully for you. I just want you to have the same opportunities I've had when it comes to making friends. And I just, I know you can do it. I love you all so much. I believe in you. Go out there and make some friends and I'll see you next week.